0: Hey. hey, how are you? Good. Well, yeah, good. How are you? Bad day today. Yeah, chaotic. Fucking chaotic day today.
1: It's January sixth. Uh, the day yeah. the U.S. had a full-on coup. I love that for us.
0: We're not even. Not even a week into twenty twenty-one. We're not even a full week in it, and there is a coop on the united states government and we are still in a pandemic so in about two weeks everyone there yeah they're all gonna
1: <laughs> actually so depressing <laughs> like yeah you know what's funny okay so our topic this week is fandoms um but i was thinking about like just earlier because of all the shit that was happening i was like what about like real life fandoms like not based on like fiction so I was kind of thinking about how like Trump supporters are their own fandom but then then you think about it their entire fandom is based on fiction because there was not like election fraud he's not a good president etc so like it is based on fiction anyway but I was just like the way we group ourselves across everything we do is so interesting and so like Sometimes you don't notice that we do that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Use that alcohol? <laughs> I wish. It's just orange pico tea. Bring me down. <laughs> um, it's so depressing. I was watching Parks
0: and Rec like, right before we started. Mm-hmm. And it was the episode of where Leslie is like, she's in the council chambers and she's basically really fighting hard for like everyone's right to vote. And I was like, God, this is so, <laughs> so, so. And she's like, so like in love with government and like wants to make the world a better place. And obviously, yes. TV, right? But still, you're just kind of like,
1: fuck. It's like, also it's hungry, like,
0: you know.
1: Yeah, like that's what it should be like. Like, yeah, who work in government, are public servants, but it never feels that way, you know? Yeah. I don't know, and then it it makes you wonder, like, the true intentions when someone goes into government and they have no intention of like working for the people. It's yeah. like okay yeah there's obviously big money in certain areas of government so just very all alde- just super depressing to think about. Uh, yeah. So we're kicking off 2021 immediately <laughs> after our, our happiness episode. <laughs> well, bring it back down ladies. <laughs> bring it back down to earth. Let's get realistic in this bitch. <laughs> um yeah so fandoms I don't know. I I mean, I've said this, like, a million times, but I'm not really, like, that intensely into anything. I would say the closest I've ever been to being in a fandom would be, like, Harry Potter when I was younger. Like, we would go to, like, chapters when they had the book launch, and there'd be all the fake potions class, and you could buy yeah. the book and all that stuff. Some one of the greatest days oh. of my life, including my adult life. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the, some of the best days, and, like, going, waiting in line to see the movies, like, before you could oh. buy tickets, that's such a novelty that people will never understand, like, kids. Can I something? The- those were the only movies that my mother, obviously, before we became
0: adults and, like, got our own jobs, those were, those were the only movies that my mother would actually, like, buy us popcorn. Just really? for Harry Potter movies, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Which, like, if you knew my mother, like, this doesn't sound like much, but if you knew my mother. <laughs> like she's very against junk food like throughout okay. my, growing up in my house junk food for us was like those s cookies that don't have any chocolate in them <laughs> it's just dough <laughs> like that <laughs> just <laughs> digestive <our> cookies <laughs> yeah like that was our junk food and only because those tasted good with their espresso so right that was our junk no. food we never had chips no um
1: like no candies or anything i can't
0: even name junk food like that's how much yeah we, that's how you
1: that's how much you missed out on the junk food yeah
0: like, but popcorn was the it was the only
1: time we were allowed was at the harry potter premieres so that was a really good day all around fire <laughs> yeah that's fire my mom is kind of like the opposite she is obsessed with harry potter like she used to read the books to us and she'd get so excited when we would go to premieres and stuff but like my parents are literally the opposite of what you just said like It's junk food city in here. Why do you think I have disordered eating?
0: (laughs) Well, literally. I still have it, but I think it's because
1: of the The other. (laughs) Yeah, from the other end. (laughs) Too scared to
0: touch it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, Harry Potter was definitely one of those things where when I was a kid, uh, you remember those old Mac, like, desktop computers? Like, giant triangles? We We would literally sit on our computer and spend hours, like, Printing off cast pictures and like taping them into like notebooks and That's taking so quizzes cute. and all of that stuff, and like I kind of understand why like Gen Z cringe at like the millennial obsession with Harry Potter, but it's it's such a like world and such a cultural like
0: dude they're just doing it with
1: BTS now it's the same shit yeah I'm like you guys are <laughs> okay. literally like, simping over everything like relax
0: literally so, it's did you see <laughs> what the fuck did Noel say in Hot Wings when he's like Oh, it's yeah. Like a, it's, like, a hostage <laughs> hair theme. Like, that's, that's the whole truth. Yeah. It really is. Um, they it's the same shit. It's a, it, it. just, like, the, the fandoms change, but it's always the
1: same. Yeah. And league. one thing I think, like, is super interesting about fandoms and, like, hardcore fan groups in general is, like, they are part of cultural history. So, like, when you look back people who were obsessed with star wars in the 80s you know maybe they got chirped maybe they didn't maybe it was so big that like everyone loved it but now when you look back you're like that's so sick that they had those movies and now there's this whole new generation of fandom and it's even bigger and it's even more Im- well i wouldn't say even more impactful but like more widespread and accessible and yeah. it's just like you can make fun of people for liking things all you want but that's literally like a huge portion of cultural history it's so cool for sure. Yeah. And
0: also unpopular opinion <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Which I've expressed probably already to you, but I'm gonna say it again. Um in my opinion, the 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 new trio quote unquote of Ray, Finn, and Poe are like way better than Luclea and Han Solo. And I will die, I will die on that, I will die on that, whatever that's called. What's it called? Die on that hill. They <laughs> die on that field. And I was like, no, that's, that's
1: not the same. <laughs>
0: And it's not That is
1: a very unpopular opinion. But
0: it's, I actually have, it's not just because my obsession with Oscar Isaac, which probably does play a little bit of a part. I just personally feel that they are better actors than their predecessors. Yeah. And so the chemistry feels so much better to me because they're all such good actors. And that's not to say... Harrison I mean, Ford, and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill aren't good actors because they
1: are but like it was a different I, style too you know?
0: yeah and also Harrison Ford in my opinion can be a little one-dimensional
1: you know oh, he mean? absolutely right? plays the same character in everything that's the thing
0: you know but like I'm sorry I'm sorry but if you can put in next to Oscar Isaac that guy can act circles around him for fuck's sake <laughs> like you see it in the filmography you know what I mean hmm but that's my fanniness coming out, right? Like
1: I don't I would have to disagree with you on who Finally. Plays Rey? <laughs> who plays Ray? What's her name?
0: Uh, Daisy Ridley or Ridley? I don't really I know. I find
1: her so lacking charisma and like likability. I find her so boring to watch like literally that's fair. I I feel like she's like a bad version of Kira Knightley. <laughs> and Kira Knightley just as a side note. Yeah.
0: Kira Knightley in my opinion is like <laughs> The sexual awakening of like anybody who ever questioned their sexuality, like even a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she's so like angular and like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think Ray is a good character at all. I think she's so boring, but I do think that like the other two make up for her kind of lack of luster in yeah. a way, but I totally see what you mean by, like, them being better actors, because it's more compelling to watch the newer films, in my opinion, and, like, be invested in the characters, and, like, feel things, because when you're watching the old Star Wars series, it's just kind of, like, pure entertainment, and, like, kind of campy, yeah, and I feel and like very, the acting very- is Very story-driven,
0: whereas I yeah. find these ones are more character-driven, which totally. is what I prefer-
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. The Star Wars fandom, I feel, has come up a lot in the last few years about being, like, super toxic and, like, dragging. Most most are. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to get at. Is like, anything that intense, there's going to be people who have really intense negative opinions, too, you know?
0: The problem is, I think, and I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm not wrong, is that in these huge fandoms, so which is Marvel, Star Trek, DC, and Star Wars, right? And I'm not saying this problem that I'm going to mention doesn't exist in the new fandoms, but these are so old, right? Because Marvel, the first, what, Iron Man was 2008, and X-Men was 2000, along with Spider-Man. And then you have the comics that have existed for decades, right? Yeah, Yeah. So it's the same with all of them, right? Like, they've existed for such a long time. And per- unfortunately, <laughs> I'm trying to say this in like a nice <laughs> way, even though it doesn't deserve to be nice. Um, the pe- a lot of people who grew up reading those things or watched the first movies, they're like a lot older than you and me right now. Right. Yeah. And grew up in a way different kind of society and mostly are the worst. <laughs> yeah. So it feeds into that toxic energy. And like a lot of people also in my experience, read these comics and watch these movies and don't really understand the message that is out there like it's really <laughs> not getting through like yeah. in their mind it's really just like oh this guy has like a like a sword made of light he's defeating the guy with the mask and they're in space like that's really yeah. like the intellectual level when what it's actually about is like overthrowing a fascist government
1: <laughs> yeah, like the. The undertones of so much of the comic world are about social justice, and it, it's like it just flies by people. It's so good. It
0: and unfortunately, the people that it flies by are all racist, sexist, homophobes. Yeah. So this new generation that gets into that, thankfully, not to say all, all of them, but most are not those things, yeah. or are trying to unlearn, you know, those uh, things that they grew up with surrounded by. But it's that like, other side is just like, you no, know, we gonna be awful to John Boyega, who yeah,
1: really didn't do anything, <laughs> no, did nothing, just, just kind of a straight there. yeah. Um, I think it's kind of exactly what you're saying, like the generational jump from the original series launches, especially like for the t- obviously not talking about comics, but like the actual films and TV shows and whatever. That generation growing up seeing that, and then for them to have to like. Obviously, they're excited to see this renewed, rebooted, whatever, new content from the stuff that they loved so much as a child or as a whatever, when they're younger, to see it incorporating things that maybe they never thought would be involved in Star Wars, or maybe they didn't think, not Star Wars specifically, but, like, their fandom, and, like, I think it's so, it's kind of funny, like, it's literally like, oh, my uncle, say he's super into Star Wars but he was sexist and now the lead of star wars is a woman and he has to like grapple with that and i feel like it's it's almost like watching people realize they have to grow up like seeing fans lash out it's like you guys really need to like figure it out like this is not even about (laughs) you it's like
0: when everyone in the states like like trump supporters use captain america as their like Thing. Yeah. Bro, it's not the move. <laughs> like, like he, Cats in America was created by Jewish men yeah. to fight off Nazis. Like, he really, <laughs> it's not like you can't well, say that he'd be on your side. You know what I mean? The same way that Superman, and when they claim Superman is like an American hero, like, bro, he wasn't even born on <laughs> Earth. <laughs> he just happened to land in Kansas. Like literally an immigrant. Exactly. And anyway, and like even Wonder Woman, they're like, oh, American hero. Bro, she's she's Greek. (laughs) So yeah, she's like in theory from like part of Earth, but she's, first of all, half goddess. So Mm -hmm. like, like, try to remember we're in the realm of fiction. And secondly, she's literally Greek. Like her dad is Zeus. (laughs) Yeah. Like what fucking American
1: hero? Like, are you trying to look for? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like they see red and blue, and they're like American. For
0: Sure,
1: American hero. Also, it's literally
0: yeah,
1: it's like literally fiction that is written for the underdogs. Yeah, actually, fun fact. So, I
0: watched a movie that I'm forgetting the name of. It's something, something, and the Wonder Woman. Okay, but anyway, it's about the story of how Wonder Woman is created. And I looked it up to make sure, like, if it was actually accurate, because I was like, it is a movie, so, you know, you never know. Yeah. So did you know that one Woman was created by a psychologist um, who was in a relationship with two other women, one woman he was married to, but the women were also in a relationship, like, they were all in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. And he came up with the lie detector test, which is how he came up with the lasso that she has, which makes people tell the truth. What? Isn't fucked? And so apparently they used to go to like these very kinky clubs. Yeah. um, Which I think at the time was illegal or because of, I don't know if the club was illegal or what was the type, I don't really understand, but anyway, it was illegal. Yeah. Um, And in the first issues of Wonder Woman, it was like very kinky. That is so cool. Right? And so then, and he had to really fight for it to stay, like he was having a lot of issues because the like people on the parental board of society or whatever were like, oh, this isn't safe for children. And he was like, <laughs> he was saying how like, it's uh, fuck what did he say? It's a, uh, it's unrealistic that women wouldn't um, explore their sexuality. And it's unrealistic that they wouldn't see what it's like to have a relationship with other women. And I was like, go off, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty, the story is actually pretty cool. I was very, for some reason, I always just thought it was like, oh, DC came out with Superman. And then they were like, let's give the the women something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like a long, hard journey for it, which is honestly, I shouldn't have been that surprised,
1: right? Because it's a woman. (laughs) Right. But pretty cool. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fucking cool. That's so surprising. Like, and also the fact that that's completely like not in mainstream media, like the origin of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because well, it's such a compelling story.
0: So that's the thing. This movie I found by accident because Luke Evans was in it. So I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And yeah, it was a really good movie. And then, but of course, like all things. So when he died, um, they ended up taking out that kinky stuff. Oh, um, but, yeah, while he was alive, he, like, would not let them have it. He was like, as long as I'm That's fucking fine. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sick. Pretty fucking sick. So it was a cool story.
1: <laughs> I, I had no, I, I honestly have have no idea about the origin of any comics. Like, I don't really know. But I kind of just assume they're written by cool people, (laughs) because the stories are pretty chill, like, pretty socially aware, you know? Yeah, most of the time. But then, fandoms are kind of split into, like, entertainment, like, film and TV, and then, like, music. How do you feel about hardcore music fans and, like, kind of the, the energy around those fandoms? I feel like they're very... I don't know actually I was gonna say I feel like they're very like frantic and intense about like having ownership over the artist
0: yeah
1: um do you feel like there's a difference between like sort of film and tv fandoms versus music
0: I find okay like to be honest I'm not too I'm I'm I love my bands and I love my artists um but I removed, so I removed myself from those fandoms a long time ago, way before I started pulling out slowly of other ones just because of the toxicity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because, um, like, in the heavy metal fandom, I was like, you're all racist. <laughs> like, like, the amount of times I was at a concert or a festival, and you, like, you actually hear people saying the words, like, oh, a black guy's here. That's weird. Why is it weird? Like, why is it weird? Like, it's music. Music is for everyone. Yeah, universal. It's, it makes no sense. And also, like, the punk rock movement, yes, it obviously focused a lot on white people, but like that very cringy (laughs) interview with David Bowie at MTV, it was because it was networks making those decisions, right? Like it had
1: nothing to do with artists. It's a classic interview. Oh my God, so cringe, but I
0: love every second of
1: it. Yeah. I love it. Um,
0: So, you know, those were network decisions, but like all those bands and everything they talk about, it's like, it so goes against, again, it's like the comics, right? Like it so goes against what these people really dig their heels in about, you know what I mean? Like- Totally so I I I never really understood it so I remove myself from that and I just kind of listen to them in my own bubble and don't really don't interact with like anyone from that sphere yeah um and then I find on the on the other side the few things I see on Twitter um it's just like some of it seems to be in good fun you know what I mean like I think One Direction fans get a very bad reputation in my opinion like I think for the most part they just really love they're boys and i think that's fine like again okay. these they wouldn't have found success had it not been for their fans mm-hmm. shout out to ray who got mad at us because we didn't mention ray last time
1: <laughs> Ray, the number one 1d fan um, um sorry <laughs> so
0: that's what i think in that sense but then on the third side it's like for, like for fuck's sake like if you really try if you say that you don't like a specific person sometimes and not because you don't like them as a human being just because like you don't fucking vibe with their music it's like <laughs> you get attacked by like the wolves you know what i mean yeah. like it's really like fuck, when <laughs> when ari's album came out positions okay i love ariana grande yeah okay she's one of the few pop artists that like i really really enjoy but i didn't like positions I can't listen to that album. I thought every song was boring. Like, I am one of those fans that is just waiting for the high notes and, like, the club music. I really am. But holy fuck, man. Twitter was just, it's, like... A goddamn... You could not say You didn't fucking like You Can't yeah. say
1: anything. That's the thing. If you're in the fandom and you have a diverge... Like, a divergent opinion, you're, like, kicked out. Which is incredible. I it's
0: kind of incredible. find that, like,
1: music fandoms become music elitism kind of in a yeah. way like, especially like I'm into more of like hip hop and and like house so I, I don't find it in like electronic music or house that there's anything like this but in hip hop like or R&B like if you say you don't like Frank Ocean or you just like you find that he's like meh will rip you apart I'm like one of my greatest joys is just tweeting Frank Ocean is okay <laughs> I guess and just seeing what happens like like, I just like don't. Maybe this is a like, general blanket statement, but I just don't like when people are can't allow for different opinions. For sure. Like, okay, you stand Frank Ocean, you stand One D, whatever. Well, I don't, and I'm gonna say if I say that, like, I maybe okay. To be fair, sometimes I say things in a way that's like un- unnecessarily aggressive. Like,
0: yeah, but are you? The
1: thing is, but like, I'm not like saying it to anybody. Because that's what I'm saying about it like to my not- five followers on Twitter. Exactly. are searching like, keywords and finding my tweet and getting mad at me.
0: That's the thing. Like you can say, like even if you don't like something, you know. And I know people don't like most of the things I like. Yeah. But yeah, you could say whatever the fuck you want in your own time. But when you start like going for people who aren't talking to you, yeah. Like you're really crossing lines, and like you're just starting shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what happened with the positions album. Was people were like looking for tweets.
1: That we're call making, out,
0: yeah, be like, <laughs> just really mean, and it's like, dude, you don't have to like everything your
1: artist puts out. You it's know what I mean? it's like, pretty hard to actually do that because I feel like whether it's a series or it's an artist, like they grow over time sure. and they change so much over time that, like, if you do like, for example, Avery, she loves everything Taylor Swift puts out. That's so rare because, like. Taylor Swift has changed so much over the last whatever like decade and a half that she's been in the game right yeah. and for and for Avery to be like I stand, period like that's so sick but then it's like I wouldn't get mad at someone who was like maybe they liked they like all of her new more pop country stuff but they hate her old stuff like you can't yeah. like attack them on Twitter for that you know
0: for sure well I only became an Ariana Grande fan with Sweetener which was what two years ago yep. two and a half maybe because i just forgot we're in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> so maybe three years ago okay. i don't know but anyway it was very recent so i only became a fan there i didn't like her old. it was like very disney popish ish yep. younger stuff but like that's you know like like you said like that's okay
1: <laughs> i think like when you are someone who just has critical thinking skills you allow yourself to critique the things that you like while still enjoying them.
0: Yeah. Whereas
1: if you're so dedicated to an, a concept or a person or a show or whatever, and you just like kind of go in blind, you're just like, no, I'm going to like this regardless. I'm a stand. Yeah. Like, okay, this is my life. Like, there's such a different way of approaching opinions in the fandom. Like, I don't know. It's interesting, but it's also kind of scary. I'm, I'm like scared of hardcore fans you should be, you should be. like yeah. there's
0: two words you just said critical thinking is what's lacking in most <laughs> fandoms like it's, it's really fucking wild it's wild and like there's critical thinking in the sense of like you know like you watch like when i watch star wars yes it takes place in space but i can critically think about the message yeah. and work the characters are going through even if i don't agree with decisions that the writers made at the end of the day it's not my story to tell And I don't have creative control. This is what they saw. Mm. And I cannot like it. But like, you know, that's their creative vision. Right? And the other side of critical thinking is like starting these wars that make no sense. Dude, okay. (laughs) When Civil War came out, when Captain America Civil War came out, that was, let me look up the the dates because I don't know by heart. But just to give you like, Captain America 2016 that's yeah. it wow right. i
1: thought it was like 2011 i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah okay. so that we're on year
0: five okay people still argue about that movie why like team captain america or team tony stark and again this is where critical thinking should be coming into play because if you even like from both sides like from the fan side like oh my god should you really be arguing about this like okay. Is this like where you want to dig your heels? Like that's one side of critical thinking. And the other side of critical thinking is, oh my God, not even the characters are still mad at each other. So why are we still fighting about it? Yeah, I think- Like if they both apologize, and again, it's a fictional setting, yeah. a universe that doesn't exist. And this is coming from someone who lives in fictional universes- Totally, Both yeah. hours of the day. <laughs> Like, dude, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, it's so tiring.
1: It It's definitely exhausting, probably, for fans who just want to enjoy the things that they like. You know, like, to have these constant, like, discourses about things that really don't matter or, like, are never going to be able to change, I think is so, like, it's tough. It's tough both for the, pe- the fans, but also for the creators. Like, if you're a creative and you put something out and people love it and then you put something else out and people hate it it's kind of like well I didn't make it for you do like we need to like recognize that even though there's huge followings for these things like fandoms exist for sure but like not all art is made for the viewer like honestly I don't think that artists should cater to their fans at all I think they should stay true to their own voice and their own sort of like story right because when you look at series or movies that ended up catering to what fans wanted huge fails huge fails like look at the ending of game of thrones and like how people really
0: catered to what people wanted though
1: (laughs) it it catered to like giving fans a series when they said they wanted the series so like they could have taken george rr martin or whatever he he was like uh you guys can take way longer like take a another year take another two years whatever it takes to get the right story right and they're like, no, the fans want it now. The fans have been waiting for two years. They want it now. So they just like did whatever they could and put it out and it was shit, you know? Yeah. So like, I think it's really, not me saying, I think it's really interesting every five seconds, <laughs> but I do think it's really interesting that like some fandoms are, maybe they think that they're in control of the project and that they deserve to be in control of the project when it's really not like that and I think that's where like a lot of toxicity comes from too for sure
0: and like obviously I like certain things I think fans have a right to call out like all that crap that happened with John Boyega and totally the shit the shit was supernatural and how that ended so but yeah I agree because like even when supernatural ended as much as I was unhappy like on the other hand I was like but it wasn't me writing it from season one you know what I mean like like it's hard, like, and that's where again, like yeah, you can have your opinion, but, like you said, and like our King noel Mills Miller said, <laughs> like creators aren't making things most of the time for people, yes, like they're they want their music to be heard, they want their art to be seen, and stuff like that, but like ultimately, it's something that was in their head that they're putting out, you know what I mean, and I don't it's know. it's definitely it's, like
1: a delicate line to walk, yeah when you're when your fan base has been dedicated to your project for so long, they do deserve to get quality back, right? Like they're investing in, they're basically investors. They deserve to get payoff, but at the same time, if they, if people cater too much to like what the fans want, what does it become then? It's more like a collaboration than individual projects. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's... It's hard. It, it Yeah, I don't really have an answer to that because sometimes I'm on the side of like, you know, like just Back to because it's so fresh. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. like they really should have listened to us and what they did. And what they did was wrong. Like the way they treated the only long lasting gay character on that show yeah. was very clearly wrong. Yeah. But then the actual finale of the show, well, like, you know, who's to say what's right or wrong, right? Like it's all an opinion. So I just go back and forth and they're, there are things that have more clear lines and things that don't. Um, but then, like I said, it's just... Like, even for people who did, like, the finale, again, it kind of, like, bleeds into the people It's like, attack those people for liking the finale or liking things. Like, like, villains, okay? Ooh. I don't like Kylo Ren, but some people do. And people take that to mean oh if you like kylo ren that means you're a fascist <laughs> i'm like
1: that's just not how it goes man i just literally saw a meme on facebook i'm sorry that it's harry potter related so <laughs> whatever but it was like it was like umbridge and like Voldemort and whatever all like the evil people in their character outfits and it said like if you hated them and then it had their like actors beside that just means they did a good job. And it's like, either way, like if you like the character or if you hate it, it's because the actors are doing a really good job and the writers are sure. a really good job. And like, it, even if the character is fucking evil and doing terrible shit, it doesn't matter. It's fiction. And you, yeah. can like, you can like enjoy parts of a character because it's not real. You're getting entertained, you know what I mean? Exactly.
0: And like, again, using basic logic and critical thinking, especially in these kinds of stories, you know that the good guy's gonna win. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so literally like, always know. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're rooting for Kylo Ren because you're like, oh yeah, I love murder and fascism. And okay. I mean, some people do, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, you're not rooting for him to win. You're just like
1: enjoying the character. Like, that's okay. And also you know? just like, I think we were tweeting about this the other day about um, Bridgerton. God damn. I can't believe there's already drama. It's been out for like a week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Fuck. It's just like I think the complexity the more complex a character is the more like complicated your feelings towards the character will be. And I think that's awesome. Like when you see like a very like 2D character it's boring. It's not interesting. Like You're not invested in, in those people. But when it when someone is maybe toxic or problematic or evil, whatever it is that they are like, that makes it way more compelling to watch as a fan, as a, just a person looking to be entertained. Like that's what I want in shows. So like whatever people are saying about Bridgerton, like what have you heard about negative reviews?
0: Because so basically every, every every article I've seen, well, like besides the ones that are like oh my god the sex is yeah. about how the main relationship is toxic particularly for the scene where did you watch the show? You uh, yeah, I watched it yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who's watching. Yes skip, skip this part <laughs> watching Bridgerton. Um when she holds him down yeah while her, while having sex because she wants to have a baby okay. Yeah. So again like I know that that's not good I know that that's toxic. But also, I'm not. I'm. It's a fucking. First of all, it's a Shonda Rhimes show. What did What did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Everyone was going to have a good time.
1: Yeah. Like seriously seriously speaking, like. And also, like. In terms of the plot line, it makes sense that she did that, and it's obviously like totally evil. It's not okay if that happened in real life, but this is just showing like how desperate she was. It's 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 adding to her dimension honestly, I don't really think that that show is very good. And like, I kind of hate the main characters, but the side characters, I love them. Um, I love it.
0: One wants to be a writer. Yes. I love her.
1: So good. So good. Um, But like, when she did that, I was like, oh, this is more interesting because otherwise she was just kind of like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just a girly girl wanting to get married, like whatever. And you finally see her like, a turning point for her character which is awesome to see like that's what i'm watching for drama exactly. it's a period piece there was a lot worse shit going on in real life during those yeah. times whatever times exactly. they were trying to you and know like
0: it was literally advertised as <laughs> as a period piece gossip girl and yeah. gossip girls notorious for the fact that they were all terrible human beings horrible but is it Even one
1: of
0: the most literally- fun shows Ever yes As one of the
1: one of the literal best ch- characters on that show Chuck is the most toxic terrible yeah. person throughout the not entire one movie. of the
0: best he is actually no, Blair is the best he, he can go in second place yeah, he's second place <laughs> but like but, for sure, but they're both toxic but would I like lo- will I love them and cherish them till the day I die absolutely <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like that's what makes characters memorable and impactful and uh also sets them up for redemption later on in in the plot lines and like character development and all that like there's obviously reasons behind the things that happen in shows like okay sometimes it's unnecessary like i feel like a lot of game of thrones a lot of the sex scenes and like assault scenes in that show were unnecessary didn't further the plot didn't do anything really like
0: a lot of them also could have just been mentioned in passing like if you really needed to keep them in there yeah why you should like there was no reason to show them just like as long and as graphically as you did
1: yeah the general like violence towards women in that show is crazy
0: yeah
1: but i don't know fandoms will always obviously protect what they love most and i think it's totally fine but i'm i'm afraid of them and (laughs) You know, I think we all need to just, like, respect people's interests. And if you have a conflicting opinion, like, do it, like, you know, say it in a way that's more of a discussion than an attack. People don't like to be attacked, whether... And also, attacking someone, it's not going to change their mind. You know? That's never worked. So, I don't know. And there's so many...
0: Like, now, the other thing that is new... Well, not you, but in the past few years with fandom is like these nuances of what you can and cannot watch depend or buy depending on how problematic the creator and or actors are, yeah. which is a fun thing to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> considering almost everyone in Hollywood is problematic. Yeah. And it's like, even that I just find so tiring. Like, like I, under- I totally understand what's going on with Gal Gadot. Gal, I think that's how I pronounce it. Gal Gadot, and I understand it, and I don't think she's right, but like I don't think that makes me a bad person for wanting to watch the Wonder Woman movies. No, you know what I mean. That mentality I find is becoming so damaging. uh It's really, really bad. Like by that, by that logic, I can't watch Iron Man, I can't watch Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't watch Parks and Rec because Chris Pratt is in it. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my
1: all-time favorite shows, like, it's just... I, I just saw, like, an op-ed in, I think, Variety, and that was basically saying that cancel culture is the new generation's mob mentality, kind of, and, like... Oh, yeah, that was Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bean. It's true, though. What's his name? What's his real name? Uh, Ro- Rowan... Rowan At- Atkinson. Atkinson. Yeah, so I saw that interview or whatever, and I was just kind of like, like, obviously we've been knowing cancel culture is a terrible thing that has evolved with social media and all of that, but I don't know, like, I'm kind of on the fence because there's so many times that I've seen, like, really horrendous people. Like, I feel like cancel culture should be applied to real life, not, like, TV and entertainment, Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying? So what I'm saying is. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Like if some some dude is caught on tape doing some horrendous hate crime, he should lose his job. Yeah. Like I think that type of cancel culture is good. But when it comes to kind of like, oh, this celebrity had this slightly different opinion. Yeah. Like they're not really doing anything wrong. And people are allowed to have differing opinions and controversial opinions. so why are we losing out on things we enjoy in life? Because we have made up these fake rules about what's acceptable to consume and not.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You
1: know? I don't know. It's like
0: to, to go first full circle and bring it back to Harry Potter. Yeah. The stuff with JK Rowling, like I'm such a big Harry Potter fan. I have all kinds of memorabilia. I love the books. I reread them every year well, on September 1st, I start that's when Harry would go on the train to Hogwarts, <laughs> like I'm in it, to win it, you know what I mean? Totally. And obviously, 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 for very apparent reasons, I disagree. And I'm very sad and don't like her for any of the things she has said about the trans community.
1: Yeah. It breaks my heart, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's very disappointing to see, but it's not like I'm gonna not enjoy Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the
0: thing is that pe- so like a lot of people were, were like, oh, don't go watch the movies and theaters and that. Which, disclaimer, if you don't wanna give them money, or her money I should say, then yes, don't. Everyone is free to make that choice. And if, you th- if that's what you need to do to, to still enjoy something, but say fuck you, yeah. then by all means, do like honestly do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But like, to say the people who, like she's gonna make the money anyway. Like, at the end of the day, that's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And even if all people who don't like her didn't go, she would still make millions of dollars off these films. Totally, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, for me, like, I love watching those movies in theaters. You know, even if some people don't like Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. For me, that's just a way for me to go back into a world that I love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I think... For me, it's very important that, for some people, I have to separate, like, artists from the content. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because, but also by that logic, I wouldn't watch Supernatural because they have a homophobic writer. But, like, I'm not gonna give up Dean Winchester, I'd rather die than give up Dean Winchester. I do not say that lightly, I mean every bit of that (laughs) sentence.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, it's because you're invested in the story and the world building and not the creators, really. Like, maybe there are some people out there who were obsessed with J.K. Rowling, but, like, I think it's really about the world they created. And, like, once you – especially something as massive as Supernatural or as massive as Harry Potter, like, that no longer really belongs to the creator at that point because it's so massive. It's so – it's everywhere. And, like, you don't really have to be invested in the creator. Like, it's just not necessary. So I yeah. think like what you're saying is totally true. If you're able to separate the creator from the creation, then do that. Like do what you want. Like at the end of the day, who's gonna come check your Netflix history and be like, you were watching Harry Potter? Like and who's gonna like fact check you? Like who's gonna do anything like that to you? Nobody. And even well, if like, well, because that that fact checking thing. <laughs>
0: You just gave me like a I, that literally just triggered a flashback. So I remember when one of Woody Allen's many articles came out um, was happening. Someone wrote a list of all the actors, and Woody Allen's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah, of every single actor who has ever worked with him, and was basically petitioning, and people agreed with this person that like no one should ever watch their movies again (laughs) and i'm just like (laughs) what dude like and that's another thing i don't like about fandoms and i'm saying a lot of things i don't like but obviously i love a lot of things like i've met a lot of great people the comic cons are beautiful but like this guilty by association crap (laughs) is so fucking bad like i'm sorry hugh jackman is not at fault here like what woody allen did is despicable Mm -hmm. and that's where it ends it doesn't bleed down into everybody else you can if you want yes you can be mad at them for working with him but the
1: actual like fact is is that they're they're not guilty yeah sorry i pretty much said exactly what you said like (laughs) (laughs) the guilt the the guilt doesn't fall on those who are associated like stop trying to blame people around the problem for the problem you know like get get to the actual target the actual person who is abusive or whatever it is that's wrong, you know? Like, why are we... I mean, it's different if they participated in whatever, like, obviously, but most of the time it's just like... Yeah, obviously,
0: of course. Like,
1: like, most of the time it's just like, oh, this person worked with this person and so we should cancel them because they probably knew. Probably. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) It's
0: it's insane. I... I... (laughs) The guilty by association stuff is, is really makes my head hurt. Honestly, it really, really does.
1: When it comes to like guilt by association, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's usually without any actual facts to back it up. That's another thing. Like, okay, there can be accusations and for the most part, I'm going to believe victim, obviously, but I'm also going to look at the hard facts. Like you can't just like be prepared to ruin someone's career, or be pre- prepared to ruin someone's reputation over a random like situation related to them. You know? Yeah. So what
0: well, was like um, a few months ago
1: when someone accused Justin Bieber
0: of sexual assault, and then he came out with a long list <laughs> of places he was and people he was with, yep. and the person deleted their account like what an hour later. Yeah. I like, dude, that shit. And I'm not saying that, like, accusers are always lying. I'm not saying that by any means. No, it's just like. But I'm saying that, like, when you put. Why? Exactly. When you put that shit out there and you're lying, like, that's fucking.
1: It's not a joke, man. It diminishes the people who are actually trying to get, you know, results from them. Their true experiences, you know, like, people who have had these terrible experiences. Now they're going to be questioned more and yeah. not believed more. So it's just like. You know consider the the consequences of your actions in general for sure um and
0: so even though i just complained for 49 minutes mm-hmm. i actually see on the other side though fandom there are a lot of great parts to it and like even at protests you see the impact it has on people because people like Dress up as, as these characters, right? Like oh. at one of the Black Lives Matter protests, there was someone as Spider Man, yep, and there was someone as Captain America, and there was a third person that I'm forgetting. So, like, obviously, these things have a huge, very good impact, right? But I, I just find, I think social media sometimes just unfortunately pulls out the absolute worst because those are the things that go viral, right? It's all but that's just the nature shit. of
1: social media, too, right? Yeah. Like. Good news rarely goes viral, but the smallest okay. horrendous, you know, event or situation is going to get kind of, Did you... is there an alarm going off? Um, On my end, no. You just hear so it. It's so weird. I hear, it. I hear the <laughs> audio, but I don't know where it's going from. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Basically, I think that, like, when you say, like, people dress up, and go to protests and stuff, like, the fandoms can become, sim- like, characters from those fandoms can become such strong symbols for movements, for, you know, whatever you kind of want them to be in such a positive impact, especially because they're accessible. They're super yeah. accessible, right? Um, I kind of think about, like, like, rest in peace Chadwick Bozeman, but he was such a huge symbol of freedom and and positivity for, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and Black culture in general. Like, remember when everyone was dressing up in their traditional outfits and going to see Black Panther? Like, that was crazy. And, like, cultural shifts like that, they don't really come from anywhere else except these massive, like, conglomerates of entertainment, you know? Obviously, social movements plus social media and or, like, digital culture together can create such amazing things and I think that's true for fandoms too like the way that the movement like kind of like how um the k-pop stands like bought out all the tickets to like Trump. yeah that was
0: good man
1: yeah, that was hilarious <laughs> like I think it's just like power in numbers and when they when you decide that you want to do something good and you have all of these people to back you up like that's so beautiful that's so sure. It's kind of, it's literally like another family, right? Like I'm, I'm not really in a fandom, so I don't know what that feels like, but I'm assuming it feels really good to be validated about like the things that you love.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. And a lot of us like dude, super, I'm not exaggerating when I say it like supernatural, not only changed, but like saved my life. Like, and that's how it is for a lot of people who are part of the fandom because yeah, Especially at cons, when you meet these people, like, most of them are LGBT.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most are either women or gender fluid or trans or non-binary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's, like, kind of ironic because the show is so heterosexual, <laughs> like, <laughs> all the time. So it's really funny how, like, this is the show that we all chose to latch onto.
1: Yeah.
0: But it was because they were, you know, two people and later three people who were just fighting were good, and you know it didn't matter like they weren't fighting for just one person, right like they were fighting for everybody, and that was what was important, and the cast is unbelievably kind, so when you go to those cons and you meet these people, yeah, it's hard not to fall in love with everybody and feel that kinship and stuff. yeah, but then you see a woman walking down the hallway in a wedding dress, and you're like, there it goes." <laughs>
1: The extra ones, the uh, the outliers, yeah, They're too much. Um, or
0: like that person who bit Norman Reedus's neck. That was a little weird. Feel like that didn't have to happen. Yeah. Um, but all these like bad things and these bad people or, or these people, they I have to say, like it, they are in the one percent, right? Like it's really rare that out of con. Like yeah, you find some weird people, and you're just kind of like just calm down a little. Yeah. Like dress, in my opinion, you're really going overboard. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's like you're all there because you enjoy the same thing and love the same people. And yeah, it's nice. And yeah, that's it just, I think, yeah. I think social media just clouds everything.
1: I think that's a really good point. Like social media, you in my, from my perspective, like I see it as just like a window into what is, but that's not really true everything on social media is someone's perspective, someone's specific opinion. Like, it's always, like, it's never the pure truth. And I think that, yeah. like, we end up seeing the most extreme ends of things. Yeah. Which makes it hard to actually get, an a- like, an accurate representation of what, you know, um, like, the Taylor Swift fandom is like or the Supernatural fandom is like. Like, we don't really know. And unless you're in it, you don't really know. So yeah. I think maybe for me, going forward, I would love to, like, participate in something where that I actually, like, I'm always, like, I'm not I'm enough of a fan, but that's because I don't let myself be enough of a fan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, like, I think everyone should probably, like, take a step back and, like, stop judging these huge movements, cultural movements and fandoms and just, like, let people like things. Like we always say, just let people enjoy shit. Yeah. You know?
0: So... I mean, maybe you could start the Bridgerton fandom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I want that to be my legacy. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I really love hearing from you because you have such a like sharp perspective on things. And you are obviously very invested in the stuff that you are interested in. So for me, like this is such a rare experience. I know we're just Zoom calling. But I think anyone who's listening probably agrees that it's like, it's really cool that you care about things this much and that like you live with the passion for these things. Cause I have a sad, sad, neutral life. Like that. <laughs> my, it, my uh, Libra moon is like, no, just keep it balanced. No extreme feelings. <laughs> so you should,
0: what you should do is that you should find something you really enjoy that is already finished. Go back to the beginning, watch it all again, Mm -hmm. and like go into like deep, 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 dark circles of like Tumblr circa like 2005. Yeah. And just like go from there and then you'll be okay. Totally.
1: Yeah. Because no one will bother me. I'll just be like. It's it's already done. I'm just a goat (laughs) floating around. Yeah.
0: Oh, Tumblr dude. You know what? Oh my god. That was a heyday. I actually prefer it to Twitter. Because at least you could have full-on, if you have a thought, you can write it out as long as you want. Yep. And the only thing that does talk about that is like, but you could turn it off, so it's actually not that bad, is like anonymous messaging.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But to be fair, you could just turn that off. So if you leave it on, it's just kind of like,
1: it's a a there. You still go on?
0: No. Once I became an adult, I realized how much should I have to do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's not like a day. No, really, no, it's no, not a day. Literally it was just like I have a full-time job. <laughs> no, like that just triggered my memory because I I haven't been on in years, but like I would spend my entire evening yeah. into the like 5 a.m. and then go to school
0: Yeah,
1: on Tumblr. Can I, can I tell you something?
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, the prime of my life was on Tumblr, okay? Same. Because so there's this book series called the foxhole court okay
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um which it's like the it it was an ebook thing it was started as an ebook and then it really got traction um and then it became like print but only by demand okay so if people were ordering it it would get printed otherwise whatever Mm -hmm. but it became like pretty big amongst um like hardcore book lovers And people who read The Foxhole Court, the reason why I found it was because if you read The Raven Cycle, which is my favorite book series, Mm -hmm. the next step was basically, okay, like, now it's time to read The Foxhole Court, okay? So... (laughs) Your smile is so cute. Maria, I'm like, it's so sad. It's so sad. But like, actually, the part of my life was during this time. So basically, there's these two characters, Kevin and Matt, who are uh one's a bit more of a main character than the other but essentially they're both side characters Mm. um but basically they they have like these exchanges throughout all three books where i was like what would have happened if they would have like fallen in love with each other yeah and i create i created this like fan base within a fan base on tumblr yeah dude I got so famous, which is so sad to say, and I know I that it's sad it. to say as a 27-year-old. No, I love it. But I got so freaking famous because of that. And like like not to my own horn, but people were obsessed with me.
1: <laughs> That's fire. I always wanted to be Tumblr famous. Oh. oh man,
0: it was like it was like within that realm and within the Matt and Kevin thing. Yeah. Like there's like I created my fic for it on Archive of Our Own. And there was, like, this huge following. I was getting, like, inbox messages every day asking for, like, prompts and, like, what do I think they would do if they were in this situation and, like, or this one, or can we do this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And, like, around the same time, I started, like, getting traction in the Walking Dead fandom, so I was getting lots of about that, and Shadowhunters fandom. I was literally Literally. at the height of my success. Yeah. Honest to God. And then I got a full-time job. (laughs) and <laughs> I realized how much time I like don't have right to, because it became like going to work from at the time it was 10 to 6 mm. and then only getting home at like 6 37 depending on traffic and then not being able to kind of do nothing and it had to be about going on tumblr and like answering 25 messages yeah. and it wasn't just messages it was like I had to write out you like had to little... give
1: comprehensive answers because had yeah. like the talk piece for that whole exactly.
0: Movie. Or I had to write out like short stories, like <laughs> drabbles on like on the spot and like right. write it out for them so they could have like a, a little story because they won't get it anywhere else. Right. So yeah. I unfortunately had to give up the throne, yeah. um, but I am happy to. This is going to sound so bitter. I'm happy to see that no one else has taken my throne. <laughs> 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 I still reign supreme in that like little. Um, fandom within a fandom
1: yeah but that
0: was literally i think one of the like best parts um, i had so much fun and that's that's one of the good parts of fandom is like you have i had so much fun doing it i had so much fun writing out those stories mm-hmm. and even though it's not original content like for me fan fiction is still it uh, is though yeah it's legit no but i mean like you know i didn't come up with the characters or the setting or, oh i see
1: what you mean or, right
0: um but to me it's still a very legitimate form of writing so it's just, it was so much fun, dude. Yeah, plus you're getting
1: all the validation from, like, other fans who you of love. Course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: Nice. And, like, who doesn't love to be loved? What's that quote from Michael Scott? I want to, <laughs> I, I want them to fear how much they love me. <laughs> yeah. That's my energy, now and always.
1: So do you still have your account on Tumblr? Like, is it still? No, there? I
0: deleted it. Like, I really, I gave people, I think I gave people, like, two weeks' notice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I so two weeks weeks on Tumblr. Yeah, I gave people well two weeks notice,
0: and I was like, I just don't have the time to write yeah. like this much content every night. Yeah, I was like, I don't have the time anymore. Um, and then I had linked people to my Twitter, so if they still wanted to talk to me, like through DMs or whatever, they could talk to me there, Ooh. which they did. But then about a year ago, I deleted my Twitter account because yeah. the Marvel fandom was so overwhelmingly toxic. I was like, I need a break. And now here I am.
1: I was going to say, I think we deleted our Twitters at the same time last oh, year. Yeah, around the same time. Yeah,
0: I think I was a month with, like, before you.
1: Two followers. I love that. And <laughs> <be> <laughs> my content, I'm like, this is what I like.
0: Yeah. No Honestly, one yeah. <laughs> because before I was at like six or seven hundred. And mm-hmm. it comes to also a point where like, because Twitter, you're, you're at 140 characters. So unless you're in someone's DM, it's impossible to have civil discussion.
1: Totally. It really is.
0: And for any unpopular opinion and obviously this doesn't count racism homophobia sexism yeah for any unpopular opinion within those fandoms it's like you got ripped to shreds and now it's just like i can't deal with it i can't i didn't want to look at it anymore i really really didn't and and it's even within books like the book fandoms can be wild (laughs) um so I, i had to get out and it's so much more fun like having no followers basically like all i do is shit post i basically do what i do in lentil soup
1: (laughs) oh my god it's so funny because like i have a a few of my friends who are like really smart like they're in their phd and like disease control and stuff like that and i'm like tweeting like the dumbest shit like why do i want the monsters from like um space jam to run a train on me (laughs) (laughs) that's a good ass movie man (laughs) oh good but then so good. I'm like uh oh, people think I'm a dum-dum and it's okay it's just Twitter Twitter doesn't it's matter Twitter, exactly it's we're, Twitter we're, like we're my working new thing women. Twitter like try to what I was gonna say we're working women with wild opinions on Twitter exactly it's
0: fine. and like I just try to keep it fun right now even just mostly for me like you know like yeah I see we we work with news stuff right so we see bad shit all day long most it's days literally constant yeah, so it's nice for me to shit post that Emmett Cullen fuck the guy
1: once, <laughs> yeah. and like which by the way all the people you included in that tweet, 100, percent right? Definitely. Come on, holy oh. fuck, <laughs> Emmett especially. What a beefy hottie. <laughs> yeah,
0: that guy has sucked dick. He's taken one in the ass. He's done it all. He's done like, <laughs> like you can't look at that and be like, oh,
1: that's a straight. That's a straight guy. <laughs> Why is his butt so juicy? That's my question. Okay. There you go. We're asking the real questions here and now. people. digging deep today.
0: <laughs> anyway. That's what we should call the title. Instead of fandom, we're just going to call it Emma Cullen is gay. <laughs> Hot take. Um, yeah. Bring back the Twilight fandom. Full force.
1: <laughs> honestly, that's one of the most powerful fandoms that, that ever walked the earth. Yeah.
0: I'm because we know how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're so powerful. We know it's bad. But you still can't stop us.
1: <laughs> it's just like it's got a power to it that is so
0: like ridiculous. Yeah. So because we have Rod Pattinson, and you can't stop that guy.
1: No, he's a force to be reckoned.
0: Yeah, like he's so awkward and weird, and also hates it. So it's like you can't you can't hate on us because he already hates it. Like our main he guy. Hates
1: yeah, it. he's already like made a joke about it. So like, what are you gonna do? Say it sucks? Yeah. Or, we're just gonna say yeah. That's yeah. why we like it. It's, that's, it's
0: literally, it's so cringy most of the time, and that's what makes it so great. Like, when we had that watch party, especially that I was drinking, people asked me, like, oh, did that make it worse? I was like, it made it exactly the same. I just laughed more.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's literally the same. I love rewatching Twilight and just being like, this is so bad, and it brings yeah. me so much joy. But do I cry? in the at the wedding scene absolutely
0: do i cry when those final end credits start rolling and they show the montage 100 i'm still that bitch and i'm fine with
1: it <laughs> well on that note i think our time is up and i wouldn't have ended this episode <laughs> on a different note because as always we are talking about robert pattinson
0: yeah so. we should go back one day when we have like a a lot of episodes. I'm going to go back and see how many times I bring up <laughs> our <Rob> pants <Hansen. laughs>
1: <laughs> Unlimited. We love it. Yeah. To anyone who's watching, thank you. To anyone who's listening, also thank you. Love you. Um, this was episode seven, and we will see you in a few weeks for episode eight. Cool. Peace. Peace Bye. out.